Welcome to Christ Community. Awesome to see you guys who are here in the room. Those of you who are with us online, really good to be together. If I haven't met you yet, my name's Daryl Holden. I'm one of the pastors here. Um, it's a big week for me. It is uh, Super Bowl weekend, so I'm super excited about that. Happy Super Bowl weekend. I'm a Chiefs fan, so I'm on pins and needles about what's gonna happen in the big game. The other thing for me this week's a big week. I mean, it's also Valentine's Day week, so if there's someone in your life and you didn't know this, and the Wednesday is Valentine's Day, and the present I ordered for Marie is supposed to get here Wednesday, and I'm sure hoping it's not one of those 9 p.m. deliveries, right? So I guess a big week for me, and I'm glad we get to kick it off by spending this weekend in church together. Um, if you're new with us, if it's your first, second, third time here, awesome, thanks for coming. Um, you can help us, we'd love to meet you. And so if you're in the room, and when service is over, if you just walk out in the lobby there and go to the welcome desk, um, we'd love your contact information, and we have a gift for you and um, we'll contact you this week and just see if we can pray for you, help you, serve you in any way, answer questions for you. That's the point of that whole deal. For those of you who are online, there's a connect button that takes you to our digital connect card and uh, same thing for you, no gift, but well, we'd love to reach out to you and uh, see if we could help you or pray for you, serve you in any way. So glad you're here. Um, all of you, we're wrapping up this weekend, we're wrapping up this series on prayer. This is our, our first series of the year. And the reason for that is because for us, prayer is the first thing. And when I say us, I mean Christian people. Us at Christ Community, but for Christian people, prayer is the first thing. It's one of the very few things that, that God has given to us, like that this comes first in our lives. And so we start our week with prayer, we start our day with prayer. Prayer is the first thing. And so I wanna, I wanna wrap up this series by talking with us today about praying for our mission. So. If you've been around Christ Community for a little bit, you know this, if you're a Christian person, I'm glad to get to tell you this, we have a mission. You have a mission and we as a church have a mission and so I'm just gonna jump in with, with our mission statement. It's, this is how we state the mission that Jesus has given to us. Um, we introduce people to Jesus and follow him together. So that's what we're about as a church, is we introduce people to Jesus and we follow him together. Now just a couple things before I jump into praying for this mission. So the first thing about this that comes to mind for me is um, this is one thing. This is one thing and so sometimes, because especially if you've been around church for a little while, you might read this as two things, but this isn't, this is, this is just one thing. We introduce people to Jesus and we follow him together. Um, Jesus gave his people, his church, one mission. He, his words were, go make disciples. He didn't say go do evangelism and then go do discipleship. He said just go make disciples. And so this is this for us is this is just one thing that we do together. We meet people wherever we are. Like wherever I am, wherever you are, like we meet together and, and from that spot we follow Jesus together. People who haven't yet believed in Jesus, they can still take their first few steps following him from wherever they are. And those of us who've been around this for a while. Like we never get past the point of needing to be with other people, so we just we get to meet pe we get to meet people where they are, and then we get to follow Jesus together. So that's like this is one thing, just one thing that we do. Second thing about this mission is Jesus placed a special emphasis on people who did not yet believe in Him. He spent so much time building relationships with people who didn't yet believe in him. And he, he met them where they were, and he met their physical needs, and he showed love to them, 
he made this declaration. He said, I've come to seek and to save the lost. Like Jesus, Jesus was really clear that, that his heart was for people who did not yet believe in him. And because that was his heart, that's also our heart. So we do this, we just one thing, we do it together, and we have this heart for people who have not yet believed in Jesus. So we introduce people to Jesus and we follow him together. Now, every time I get to talk about this mission statement, and I get to talk about it a lot. So every time I get to talk about this mission statement, one of the things that strikes me is, is I, am, I am so grateful that, that people like us get to be part of something like this. I mean, can, all the good that comes into somebody's life when, when they meet Jesus and begin to believe in him, all the good that comes into their life from that, we get to be part of that. And so if you're a believer in Jesus and, and you think back to when you first met him and all the good that has come into your life because of that, like we, get to be, we get to be part of introducing other people to Jesus and them experiencing the good that God wants to give them in their lives through him. And I just, I'm astounded when I get to talk about this that, that God lets people like us be part of something like this. And so, you know, of course, hesitancies, fears, all that stuff, like we, we have all those things when we think about this, but, but we get this awesome privilege of being able to introduce people to Jesus and follow him together. And because we're in this prayer series and because prayer is the first thing, prayer is, prayer is the first thing for us to be able to be successful at this mission that God has given to you, to me, and to us together. So, so here's our big idea for, for today. The big idea for today, and this is a quote, but I don't know who said it. It's not original to me. So we talk with God about people before we talk with people about God. So when we think about our mission statement and prayer's the first thing, we talk with God about people before we talk with people about God. And I'm gonna tease that out for us in just a minute. But as I was prepping for our time together today, there's a couple of really good things that could happen for us. The first thing is, in a minute, I'm gonna talk about obstacles in our lives that keep us from experiencing all of the goodness that God wants us to have. And, and you might, some might resonate with you when I'm talking about those obstacles in our lives. And so one of them, like you might just know that that obstacle is present in your life. And if, if you have a little bit of humility about that, like God, God is willing to overcome that obstacle for you today. And so like that could just be awesome. That could be that could be a great win for you for being part of this worship service today. And so that's one of the good things that could happen to us. The other thing that is a really good thing for us is, is the obstacles that we have in our lives, our friends, our relatives, our acquaintances, our neighbors, our coworkers, they have the same obstacles. And, and since they have the same obstacles, that you and I get to be part of God's work in overcoming those obstacles. And again, prayer is a huge part of that. For us, and so, so you have a role to play in those obstacles being overcome in the lives of other people so they can experience all of God's goodness. And so what we're really talking about today is how, how you and I are people of prayer. And if we're willing to take some next steps in prayer and pray specifically for the mission that God has given to us, 
We could, we could be part of something amazing in the lives of other people. So I'm really excited for our time together today. So, so the main Bible verse we're gonna talk from is in 2 Thessalonians chapter 3, verse one. So it's this little letter that the Apostle Paul wrote to the ancient church, Thessalonica, first century. And this is the end of the letter and he's kind of wrapping things up and he has a special relationship with this church. And, so he's just kind of sharing his heart a little bit and he has this prayer request for him. And so his prayer request is he says, pray for us that the message of the Lord may spread rapidly and be honored just as it was with you. So there's a few things that, just from that little sentence there that I, are important as we talk through these things today about praying for our mission. So, so the first thing is this, this message of the Lord. What is this? So the message of the Lord is it's kind of grammatically ambiguous. Like, is this the message of the Lord? It's kind of both. It comes from the Lord, and it is about him. So there's this message from Jesus that he has given to us to share about him, about his life and his death on the cross, that we could be forgiven for our sins, his resurrection from the dead so that we could have eternal life. There's like this message of the Lord, pray for us, this message of the Lord, this message that he's given to us, that he's entrusted to us, that we're to share with other people, may spread rapidly. So, so the word picture he's using there is, is of a racetrack. Like, you know, the Olympics are coming this summer and we're gonna get to watch people run around a track. And, and the, message, the message is the runner and the track is the race course. It's where the message is running. And there are obstacles on the track. And there are obstacles that can actually prevent the message from making its way around the track. Pray for us that the message may spread rapidly and be honored. And so that idea, since we're thinking about a racetrack, that idea of being honored then is, is the message of the Lord wins the day. Right? The message of the Lord overcomes the obstacles in, in people's lives so that it wins the day. And so this is, this is the prayer request that the great apostle Paul puts out there for this church. Like, hey, pray for us, because there's this message. And, and it has a race, a course to run, and there are obstacles there, and we want this message to win the day. So as we think through this, the, the question then becomes, okay, so, so what are these obstacles? Right, so what are, what are these obstacles that get in the way of this message about the Lord winning the day in somebody's life? And so three obstacles, and again, maybe, maybe one of these will resonate with you. True of all of us at different points in our lives. So start with just the human condition. Here's the human condition. On our own, left to ourselves, we are all bent away from God. Right, so just... We're naturally, like we put ourself at the center of our life and expresses itself in different ways. In the Bible, there's several different ways this is laid out for us. In Psalm 14, there's, there's the person who just says, hey, there is no God. Right? There's just the atheist that doesn't, that doesn't recognize that there is a God that, that gives them no place in their life. And it's, that's just part of the human condition. It's one of the ways that we're naturally bent away from him, and that's one of the ways that it can express itself. In Romans, it talks about how we express, like, so we know there's a God, they know there's a God, but they didn't glorify him as God or give thanks to him, so like, we know there's God, 
and, but we're not acknowledging who he is and we're not acknowledging him as our God and so we're just kinda on this course that's of our own making. It's part of, it's just we're naturally bent away and even people who are followers of Jesus, like it left ourselves, our own natural bent, is, is to be, put ourselves at the center of our lives. And just, that's why in James there's this statement to Christian people about don't merely listen to the word and this word of the Lord that's making its way through your life, don't merely listen to that, but, but be a doer of it, right? Do what it says. And so, so we all have this, this human condition, something we all share. We all share the human condition of like, ourself is at the center of our life, and we're, we're not bent to following after God and letting him have his way in our lives. That's, that's a supernatural work. And so first obstacle to be overcome is just the human condition. The second obstacle to be overcome is um, you have an enemy of your soul. You have an enemy of your soul. In 2 Corinthians chapter four, verse four, this is, this is an amazing statement. I don't know if you've thought about this before. The God of this age, so that's speaking about Satan, the devil, the enemy of your soul, whose agenda for your life is to steal, kill, and destroy. So the God of this age has blinded the minds of unbelievers so that they can't see the light of the gospel, the good news about Jesus that displays the glory of Christ, who's the image of God. There's a spiritual blindness that is the cause of that spiritual blindness is the enemy of our souls. And, and for people who can't see Jesus, like they, they could hear who he is, maybe they know about who he is, or maybe Christmas celebration or Easter celebration, and, and maybe you've had a conversation with somebody that you've said, man, Jesus, I've met him, and they just can't see it because the God of this age, the enemy of their soul right now has blinded their eyes so they can't see. That's a, that's a huge obstacle. And I think we could have a lot of compassion for some of those of you who'd say that you're a believer. We can have a lot of compassion about that because how many times in your life have you been unable to see a spiritual truth, right? Something that would have been so good for you and something that if you would have taken a next step in that and you just, you couldn't see it. For whatever reason, you couldn't see it. And so we have this obstacle of spiritual blindness in our lives and as long as that spiritual blindness is present, then the message about the Lord can't win the day in our lives. And so this is, this is one of the obstacles. And then this third obstacle, it's the willingness of the messenger. The willingness of the messenger. So Jonah is one of, um, he, he cracks me up, the story of his life. I, I shouldn't laugh when I read it, but I often laugh when I read through the story of his life because like here's so Jonah starts. The word of the Lord came to Jonah, the son of Amittai. So he's telling us who this prophetic guy is. And God says, go to the great city of Nineveh. And Jonah ran away from the Lord. So this is, if, if you're not familiar with this, like you might have heard of the story of Jonah and the whale, about the guy who got swallowed by a whale. Like this, this is how the story starts. It doesn't start in the belly of the fish. It starts with God saying, hey, I've got a message that I want you to take to this group of people who live in the ancient city of Nineveh. And Jonah's like, I'm out, I'm out. And he's out, like he ran away, he ran the opposite direction. The, the willingness of the messenger has a lot to do with people being able to hear the word of the Lord, the message of the Lord, the willingness of the messengers has a lot to do. So if you read, 
Another example of this is if you read into, in Mark, the Gospel of Mark, if you read to the end of it. So Mark is this interesting gospel. There's, it's called the Messianic Secret, weaves its way through the Gospel of Mark. And if you've ever read it and you're wondering, often Jesus looks at people and says, don't tell anybody about this. He performs a miracle and he says, don't, don't tell anybody about this. He teaches something about who he is and he looks at the people who've heard him and says, don't tell anybody about this. And it's setting up the ending of the story of Mark's gospel. At the end of the gospel of Mark, the women who'd been following Jesus after his crucifixion show up at the empty tomb. And so they encounter angelic beings. As they're looking for Jesus, they encounter these angelic beings you're looking for Jesus the Nazarene who was crucified. It's one of the angelic beings says, he is risen, he's not here. So see the place where they laid him, but go tell his disciples and Peter. So finally in this story all through Mark, go tell, right? Don't tell, go tell, but go tell. Disciples and Peter and trembling and bewildered, the women went out and fled from the tomb and they said nothing to anyone because they were afraid. And so again, the willingness of the messenger makes all the difference in, in people being able to hear the word about Jesus that comes from Jesus through us into the lives of other people. And so that hesitancy, that unwillingness, that fear. If you're a follower of Jesus, that sounds familiar, doesn't it? That, that's something we all experience in our lives, that hesitancy and the unwillingness and the fear. And yet, and yet the message that we have from Jesus, like he has, not the, the mission that we have from Jesus is to introduce people to him and to follow him together. The mission that we have from Jesus, if you've been around church for a while, the Probably the most famous place you've heard it talked from is Matthew chapter 28, where Jesus looks at his first followers and he says to them, he says, hey, go and make disciples. Like we've been given, we've been given this mission and we, we have this mission and this charge. We've been sent and, and we talk about living sent. Jesus, as the Father sent me, I send you and so we've, We've been sent, and alongside of that, we have fear and hesitancy and unwillingness in our lives, and, and the willingness of the messenger makes a big difference in people being able to hear and experience the message from the Lord being honored in their lives. This next verse that is from Acts chapter 26 this is from the Apostle Paul. So, so this is, it's actually from Jesus to the Apostle Paul. So the Apostle Paul's telling this story, the story of his life to somebody else and, and how Jesus commissioned him. Like he sent, right? He's been commissioned by Jesus. And, and this commissioning that Paul's explaining is really just, it's an extrapolation of go make disciples. And so the way Jesus put it to Paul when he sent him he says, I'm sending you to them, to nations. I'm sending you to them to open their eyes and turn them from darkness to light, from the power of Satan to God, so that they may receive forgiveness of sins and a place among those who are sanctified by faith in me. 
Did you hear that? I'm sending you to open their eyes because the enemy of their soul has blinded their eyes. So I'm sending you to open the eyes of people who are spiritually blind and to turn them from darkness to light, from the power of Satan to God so that they could receive forgiveness of sins and have a place among people who are being sanctified by faith in Jesus. Does that sound huge to you? I mean, go make disciples, right? That's, that's scary, but go and open spiritually blind eyes and turn people from darkness to light and set them free from the power of Satan so they experience the power of God. Like, that, is, that is huge. That is, that is scary. It sounds impossible. And, and because this is the mission that Jesus gave his people and was being experienced, the full weight of this mission being experienced by the Apostle Paul, like if, if I could take us back to the verse that we started with. So, so just feel the, feel the weight and the scariness and the insurmountableness of that mission that Jesus has given to Paul and maybe hearing our verse from 2 Thessalonians chapter 3, verse 1, maybe we hear it a little differently. I read it before. It just says, pray for us. That the, I don't think that's how he meant it. I think he meant, pray for us. Right, pray for us. Because we have this, we have this message about the Lord that opens blind eyes and turns people from darkness to light and releases them from the power of Satan and to experience the power of God. Now we've, pray for us so that, so that we'll, so we lean into this and so that this message runs the course without obstacle and it wins the day so that the, the good that you've experienced in your life, they could experience in their life too. Pray for us. And those obstacles of the human condition and, and the enemy of our soul and the willingness and unwillingness of the messenger. Pray for us. They pray for us that those obstacles will be knocked down so that the message could go. And then and if you take it a little farther, he same prayer request to the church at Ephesus, and he just talks a little bit more, and I'm grateful for it. It's in Ephesians chapter six. Pray in the spirit, he says, on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests, with this in mind, be alert, and always keep on praying for all the saints. Keep on praying for all the saints. Why for all the saints? Because all the saints have the same mission, right? It's not just his mission, it's your mission, it's my mission, and so prayer, pray for all the saints. And he says, and pray for us including me, that I may be given the right words to open my mouth boldly and to make known the mystery of the gospel for which I'm an ambassador in chains. Pray that I may proclaim it clearly as I should. And this request, I'm so grateful this request here is like I'm grateful it's here and that it is built out a little bit because when I think about me and I'm gonna bet you're the same the willingness of the messenger is a big deal. And for those of us who are believers in Jesus and, and kind of feel the weight of being sent and struggle with fear and with 
hesitancy and with unwillingness in our lives, the root of that is kind of the unknown, and he just addresses it here. So if you're thinking about, okay, I've been sent to introduce people to Jesus, what, what would I even say? Like, how do I open, how do I start that conversation? How do I enter into that conversation? If that conversation starts to go somewhere, what would I even say? Do you see the prayer request? Pray for all the saints and pray for us that we may be given the right words. The right words, what you would even say, are a gift. They're a gift from God to you as you step into obedience in your life. Pray, but pray for us that we'll be, like we'll have those right words that we'll know what to say. And okay, but I am still super nervous about this. I mean, nothing ruins a conversation like politics or religion, right? So I'm, I'm still super nervous about talking about matters of faith with other people. Pray for us that we'll have the right words to open my mouth boldly. The answer to the hesitancy and to the fear that we experience is prayer. Pray for us that we'll have courage to step in and share what we know to be true and what we've experienced to be good in our lives. Pray for us that we'll be able to speak boldly and, and okay, so, but I don't know very much about this stuff and if I, if I start to talk about it, I'm just gonna ramble on and there's no way I could be coherent about this. I'm not even sure I could talk to a little kid, much less to a grown up about what I believe and how this, so, so pray for us that we'll be able to proclaim it clearly. He says at the end of all this, pray for us that we'll be able to proclaim it clearly. You, there's your answer to the coherency problem. I just love this. I'm so grateful that the answer to all of our objections and all of our fears and all of our hesitancies and all of our concerns as it relates to having spiritual conversations with people, introducing people to Jesus, is pray for us. It's prayer. And so God has given us this, he has given us this beautiful gift of prayer so that he can give us the beautiful gift of the right words and courage and coherence and explaining the things that somebody else needs to hear so they can experience the goodness of God in their life like we're experiencing it in ours. The answer to this whole thing is prayer. Pray for us. He says the mission moves forward because of prayer, which leads us all the way back to the big idea for today. We talk with God about people before we talk with people about God. Because, because prayer overcomes the obstacles in our lives. Prayer, prayer moves God to act. And, and we've talked about that. This is week six of this series. If you're just jumping in today, I'm so glad you're just jumping in. You ought, go listen to a couple of the previous ones. Prayer moves God to act. Prayer is not just me talking with God so that I can feel better about the problems in my life. That's part of it. That's part of prayer, like we get to cast our cares on him because he cares for us. He's your heavenly father, he loves you, he wants to hear what's going on in your life. But prayer moves God to act. When, when you and I pray, the things that we're praying about, God pays extra attention to, there's mystery here, I can't explain it well, but when we pray, God steps in and does stuff. And so we have this beautiful gift of prayer given to us. And we have this beautiful gift of people in our lives. 
friends, relatives, acquaintances, neighbors, coworkers, strangers that you bump into on the street. Like we've been given this beautiful gift of people in our lives and, and we're living in the goodness of God. And, and somebody shared the message of God with us. So we have this beautiful opportunity, this beautiful gift of being able to speak the message of the Lord to people. And, and prayer is what moves all that forward. And so, so we, talk to, we talk to God, we talk with God about people before we talk with people about God. Because if you, if you talk with people about God before you've been talking to God, you're, you're just kind of out there, right? You're just kind of out there on, you're just out there. And, and if you'll talk with God about people before, you're, you're still out there, but you're out there with him. And he's been doing his work ahead of time and, and he's given you the right words and the courage and the coherency that you need to be able to engage in that. Prayer for our mission. Prayer for our mission is incredibly important. It's the first thing, it's the first thing. So this, this last verse I have there on this slide for you. If you just said, hey, how do you know prayer makes a difference in the message of the Lord when in the day? How do you know? So, so the Apostle Paul, again, from the Apostle Paul's life, this whole thing is wrapped around his prayer request. So, so the book of Acts, which is the history of the early church, and a lot of it is about the life of the Apostle Paul and his journeys, and, and so, he wrote these letters during the time frame that the book of Acts covers, asking for prayer. Like, pray for us, pray for us, pray that we'll have boldness, pray that we'll, like, pray for us. He, asked these, he wrote these letters, pray for us that the message wins the day in people's lives. Here's how, here's how Acts ends, it just kinda, this is how the narrative of the story ends. If you wonder if the prayer mattered, you wonder if those prayers mattered, the prayers of the people who were responding to the prayer request to pray for the mission, if you wonder how it did it matter, here's, here's how Paul's time, he proclaimed the kingdom of God and he taught about the Lord Jesus Christ with all boldness and without hindrance. With all boldness and without hindrance. Pray for us that the message of the Lord will be able to run the course without obstacle and win the day in people's lives. And people prayed, and the message went forward without hindrance. And so there's, there's something to this. There's something to this. We talk, with, we talk with God about people before we talk with people about God, and as we do, what we get to be part of is we get to be part of the goodness of God that we're experiencing in our lives through Jesus. We get to be part of his goodness flowing into the lives of the people who are around us. And that God would let people like us be part of something like that, like that just, what a gift. What a gift for us that we get to be part of this. So, so to help us with this, kind of how to wrap all this up, if, if as I've been talking about this message, maybe there's an obstacle that, you've, that you're experiencing, and like, we're gonna pray in a minute, and maybe for you the prayer is, is about that obstacle in your life. Or maybe as I've been talking, there's been, there's been the name or face of somebody that you know and care about who you would love to see this message of the Lord be honored in their life, we win the day in their life. Maybe, maybe this prayer time will be a chance for you to talk with God about them. 
see where that goes as you think about talking with them about God. And, and then for us as a church, like we get this incredible opportunity as a church together to represent Jesus in this community and, and in our world. And so, so we get to pray about that as well. And, and so let's just take a moment and pray together. Would you guys please bow your head and close your eyes with me? And I'm gonna give you a second. So if, if one of those obstacles, if one of those obstacles was you, then this is a moment of humility to own that and to, to ask God to, to knock that down for you. And if, if you were thinking about somebody's name or seeing their face, your mind, while we were in our time together today, this is your moment to talk with God about them. You could tell him that you love them and you wanna, you wanna see his goodness in their life. Maybe you know the obstacles or some of the obstacles. You could pray for those to be knocked down. And for us as a church, we have this mission. We introduce people to Jesus and follow him together. Prayer's a first thing. Lord Jesus, we thank you for this mission that you have given to us. Thank you that, that we're not on our own. Thank you that we, we get to walk with you and we get to walk together into this. Thank you for the gift of prayer that our prayers move our Father's heart. He moves towards us, towards the people that we love. We, we do not understand all that but we believe it, so we're saying yes. Would you, would you help us move forward in introducing people to Jesus and following him together? The work you need to do in our hearts and our willingness and who and what we love, we need to turn loose of, all that stuff. Would you do that for us? Help us take some next steps as we represent you in this community and, and beyond. And Jesus, this incredible privilege, these great gifts, all the goodness of God comes into our lives through you. And so we're really grateful and we pray these things in your name, amen.